Yo, welcome back to this week's episode of Unbuckled Chinstrap. Today I'm joined by my former roommate of the Florida Launch and the Whip Snakes, number 22 of the Water Dogs Lacrosse Club, Ryan Drenner. Known for being one of the clutches in the league in 2019, we talk about what it was like for Ryan to become a father as a senior at Towson University, the inspiration that his son Beckham has provided for him, and where he looks to take his game in 2021. Let's jump into it with number 22 on today's episode of Unbuckled Chinstrap, Ryan Drenner. What up, my boy? How we doing? Man, how about yourself? Chilling, man. Posted out in San Diego. Where are you at right now? Down in Georgia. I just got back today. Not a boy. Where were you before that? Uh, this weekend, I was up in Ohio coaching a box tournament with the uh, 3D Georgia guys. Nice. So you're new to Georgia. How are things going down there since you've uh, since you moved? It's going great, man. I really enjoy it down here. Um, now that I started coaching a lot, I started really disliking the cold weather. And so being down, it's a little bit more mild. The sun is out. Um, and so Ohio this weekend, man, was killing me because uh, it was pretty cold up there. But, uh, yeah, things are going well down here. Uh, lots of lacrosse being played down in Atlanta. Um, you know, 3D, we're, we're on the field coaching six to seven days a week. Um, and then this spring I'll be at a new high school. Um, you know, Beckham's uh, really enjoyed it. He fits in way better down here than up in Maryland. Uh, he's very extroverted. And down here people will, like, st- stop and talk to him. Um, you know, in the grocery store up there, he's, like, saying hello to everybody. People just put their head down and walk. And uh, down here, that you know, like I said, they'll stop and talk to them. So, yeah, man, things have been really good down here. Uh, definitely enjoying the transition. Um, People in Maryland are like that? Oh, yeah, dude, especially when it's cold out. Like, nobody wants – nobody's got time for that up there. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the, uh, I guess, a uh, slower pace of living down here. That's crazy. He's hella cute. They don't even stop to say anything or like touch in. It's just like, no, man. Like, what is this crazy little kid doing in the grocery store? (laughs) (laughs) That's foul. Um, Well, how about down in Georgia? Have you been able to link with any of the other other guys down there or or how's that looking as far as relationships? Yeah. um, So I was uh, talking with Ipe, you know, out in the the bubble. We were teammates with the water dogs and um, talking to him when, when the opportunity for me to come down here, you know, arose, uh, instantly texted him. So now that I've been down here, I see him pretty frequently. Um, him and his fiance, uh, babysat Beckham for a day. One day I was like a 12 hour shift to coaching that Beckham couldn't uh, ride along for. Um, so I stepped up, uh, seen rat a good bit. Um, so yeah, man, it's, it's cool that down here, uh, that like the lacrosse community, I feel like is a little bit tighter. Um, yeah. like up in Maryland, I, I rarely saw guys. Well, I mean, I was busy. Co- everybody's busy up there. Um, but like down here, I see the guys that play a lot more frequently than I did up, up north. As far as um, being down there with Ipe, I know he's obviously a water dog guy. So if you guys talk about anything yeah. off-season workouts wise, what are you guys doing um, in terms of that stuff? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of like really talented players down here. Um, and over the, uh, like the holiday break, a lot of them were home from school, um, you know, a lot of good college players. Uh, and so we would always get together and play some pickup. Um, and that was awesome. I mean, there's a you know, few pro guys. Um, like I said, a lot of college guys just competing. Um, and it's way better than just like standard pickup where like we're not playing full field. We just play sixes. Um, 
you know, it's, it's you, good reps you down there. You get runs, runs down there yeah. with college guys? Yeah, dude, it's Man, great. that's lit. It's amazing. I'm jealous. I know. It's, it's very nice. Um, so Ipe and I have been doing that, um, you know, planning to meet up to, to get some shooting in. I know Ipe does a ton of weightlifting in his garage. He's got like a sick setup. Um, haven't made it there yet, but, uh, but yeah, Ipe and I are definitely close down here. Um, and it's nice to have a, you know, a teammate uh, to be able to hang out with a lot. Yeah, and, and talking about the Water Dogs, how was that for you transitioning to that team? Obviously, you're your Whip Snakes guy in 2019. I was on the team with you before I got traded. Um, you got picked up in expansion. What, what's that been like for you to kind of move on to a new team made up of entirely new guys just kind of being messed together? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not too different than what I've experienced uh, my professional across career, you know, like um, I had two years with the launch, um, then went to the whip snakes and then went to the water dogs. So it's like uh, that kind of, I mean, it's been cool to meet so many great guys. Um, you know, I was obviously really, really close with the, the whip snakes guys. Um, you know, I, I think good teams obviously have really close connections. And so, you know, that team was, was very well connected. Um, so it was tough to like, you know, uh, I guess get bumped from their roster. Right. Um, but then the, the group of water dogs guys, I mean, that was incredible. It's an awesome group of guys. You know, I wish, uh, obviously I think everybody wishes that there was a full season, um, but to only have three weeks with those guys now, I mean, it was nice to be able to hang out like pretty much every waking moment together. Um, but yeah, I mean, great guys would love to just kick it with them all the time. Um, so again, it was, it was pretty cool and similar to professional across my career. Um, I've always, you know, kind of been used to and accustomed to, you know, just meeting new guys for the season and then getting after it with them. What was that? Excuse me. What was that dynamic? Like you sliding into a new team, trying to find a new role. Obviously you did that in 2019, but, but I feel like the role you had with the whip snake was definitely whip snakes was definitely different than the role you had with the water dog. So how did you kind of adjust to that and, and kind of find your feet? For sure. Well, like with the, with the whip snakes, I was kind of like the last guy out there, you know, like the defense is worried about everybody else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of got just, they, they found me in situations where if you don't make it, uh, you know, you're not getting a job next week. So that was kind of my role <laughs> with them. And, uh, and so this year I feel like there was a little bit more weight on my back, you know, coach Copeland, um, you know, love him as a coach. He's a great guy. And he, he kind of, told me early in that, in that bubble situation that, you know, he, he was trusting me with the offense, want to be, wanted me to be like a communicative quarterback um, and kind of like set the pace for our team. Um, and I mean, we were just moving pieces around the entire time. Uh, you know, I, I've had some conversations with him about it and obviously I, I was definitely frustrated with my performance this summer, but, um, and there's all kinds of excuses that, you know, everybody can make, but like at the end of the day, you just got to own it and work to get better. So, um, I mean, I've talked to him about it and it's, uh, you know, like I said, you just got to get back to work. You can't dwell on the past. And, um, but yeah, like he, his explanation for it was that, uh, you know, we were Oh, and two, so you just got to keep shifting parts around until you, you find something that clicks. Um, and so I think that's a, situation that we you know every team kind of dealt with this past year with with the bubbles format you know there are all kinds of roster movement that goes through with within a season um you know for instance connor kelly with the with the whip snakes you know playing midfield and then coming down to attack for for really just like the last two games of the regular season and playoffs like we didn't have the time to kind of like feel that out and give it a test shot and then like you know 
figure out wh- who who the exact guys were in in places. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of tough in that situation to to find a role. You know, everybody's kind of trying to figure that out on the fly. And how how are you framing that in the bubble compared to how you're framing it now that you had a kind of a full season or not full season, but a couple of months to kind of you know sit on it and kind of think through it a little bit, watch some film, and and kind of get away from that compact environment that you had with the bubble where it's just game after game after game yeah that's a that's a great question um i mean there was a lot it was a much shorter season right and so while it was really rigorous on your body um it it was like a quick turnaround basically so um you know how i dealt with that was kind of just get right back to work um you know getting back into things that uh, you know, I, I did a lot of the, the preseason going into um, the first year, you know, um, I think I got away from some uh, like uh, just tendencies and, and um, things that I did in my training with overall lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously people grow and things shift around. So I just had to get back in touch with, you know, my priorities and, uh, you know, try to put all my marbles into playing because, you know, it's something I love to do. Um, so that's kind of how I, I kind of, I guess, rebounded and reset from this bubble. And then obviously looking forward to this upcoming season, you know, again, having that format where you get a little bit of time in between games to kind of assess, evaluate your own play, evaluate the team's play, and then, you know, have another chance to get back after it a week later. Um, I think a lot of athletes probably enjoy that, that way. Um, just having that time to like evaluate yourself, uh, get back on track, you know, in the bubble, it was like you had a bad game, and if, if you're thinking about it, like going to sleep, like you're waking up the next day and it's game day. So, shit's <laughs> <laughs> right there in your face. Yeah. Um, and as far as like your role, and I know obviously I played with you a little bit. I feel like we're similar, where we kind of just not that we're nonchalant, but just slot in, right? Like whatever the team needs. But I feel like at some point, you kind of in your professional career have to take the reins a little bit on what you feel like you do best and what your role is. So for you, it was probably your fifth or sixth year now heading into pro. Do you feel like going into the next season, you kind of want to take that next step as a quarterback? Is Are you looking at something where, you know, you're ready to be a dual threat no matter what happens or how are you kind of thinking about that for, for the next season? Yeah. I mean, I always try to be kind of as dynamic as possible. I think, especially with how like the PLL rules are and just how talented everybody that's in the league, like mm-hmm. you kind of got to be, you, you kind of have to, be able to do a little bit of everything. Um, now I remember from my rookie year, you know, an announcer saying, you know, talking about me, he's like, he's not really great at anything, but he's, he's good at a lot of things. Um, and so, you know, I kind of obviously don't, uh, care for opinions uh, about, you know, what other people think about me, but, um, that kind of just like motivated me to, you know, become great at the things that I I can do, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of own that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the most fun I have is is when I am playing that quarterback role. I mean, that's, you know, growing up, I was a point guard. So point guards carry the ball to the floor. You know, they have the ball on their stick a lot of the time. And so just being able to adapt to, like, the new roles, obviously always trying to get bigger, faster, stronger. Um, I feel like I, you know, try my hardest to put weight on. And then uh, I, I did a good job going into the season. But then again, it was a sprint. You know, I didn't, I didn't need to be prepared to lose, you know, a ton of weight uh, while I was out there. So, um, you know, obviously I would love to, like I said, be, a, be that quarterback role balls, my stick, you know, dodging, you know, looking to initiate and get the teammates involved. Um, you know, I saw when, when the whip snakes roster came out, you know, me, you Rambo Reeves, 
um, Dylan Maltz, like all kinds of attackmen that can. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was my thought. I was like, yeah, oh. dude. Exactly. And like you and I had just been through that same scenario in Florida. Like, so I was like, all right, like, what am I going to, what am I going to do here to set myself up? Um, and I know like just you and I were roommates in Florida, like knowing a little bit of background, uh, obviously a lot of background on you, like as a player. Um, I remember you always used to tell me that you loved dodging to your left hand. So I was like, all right, well, if we've got basically four other lefties, like I'm going to try to be like the righty shooter guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did a ton of shooting. Um, and that that's kind of the role that I landed in again. I was like that last option for defenses to worry about. So I, I, I came up with a lot of like, you know, one-on-none, one-on-one goals. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, always trying to like just be able to find where I can fit in on a roster and, and do whatever that role that is to my best ability, whether that's, you know, being the ball carrier and, and making, putting people in, in situations where they can prosper or, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities that other guys create for me. Of all the time I was your roommate and I know we were teammates. I did not know that you were a Hooper. When did you, when did you stop playing? Yeah, dude, I stopped playing my freshman year of high school. Um, our freshman team was sick. We went undefeated. We were like crushing it. Um, but then I got a job and and figured I'd start focusing on uh, lacrosse. But I mean, honestly, I would say like my favorite sports are basketball and lacrosse. Like mm-hmm. I, I saw the avenue that I could take to, to get into college and play lacrosse. And then that, you know, developed into a professional career. But like I love playing basketball and everything about basketball just as much as lacrosse. Yeah. And, and I know you mentioned before us being roommates, right. In Florida, that was, that was my obviously rookie season and, and coming in, yeah. I was learning a lot from you. You know, you definitely a guy, like I said, pr- pretty much, I think similar in terms of style, we, we play quarterback and kind of shift around. Um, when I saw the whip stinks roster come out, I'm like, fuck, here we go again. It's me and Jenner kind of competing for a spot at the end of the day. And, and we are roommates. And I remember the craziest shit we were, we were in the room together and I don't know why this is how like how this went down, but we wouldn't know if we were going to get, you know, dressed or if we were playing on game day, like a couple hours before the game. And then like, it's super it was awkward. Noon, dude. It was noon. Yeah. It was like- yeah. It's super awkward because they're just chilling <laughs> in the room and like, it's not like I'm trying to like play over you in terms of like, you know, like a fuck you. It's, you know, we're competing for a spot, but I'm obviously feel yeah. bad when you're not dressing. And I know like, you know, you feel the same about me because we're, we're homies, we're, we're roommates. 100%. And, um, and on my end, it was, it was even deeper than that because obviously there's a game check on the line. If you don't, if you don't play, right. You don't get the, the same uh, check. If you actually are, or if you're on the practice roster, excuse me. And obviously right. you're a dad. So I knew that for you, that that money meant more than it meant to me at the time. Um, can you talk a little bit about that for you and, and kind of the pressure I guess you feel to perform now that you've, you know, you've been a dad for a long time and this, that's putting food on the table for your son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, lacrosse is still growing and professional games still growing. And, uh, I was going to have, have to have a, a, a job, uh, somewhere else other than just playing, um, regardless. So, you know, I, I love playing and, um, you know, would just want to play until I can't anymore. You know, I want to be the one to, step away I don't want someone like you know I heard it uh, a few you know, I heard it recently like you don't want somebody to take the stick out of your hand for you you know what I'm saying 
Mm-hmm. So like, I want to, I want to play until I've had enough of playing. And that's definitely not, not, uh, I'm not even close there yet. Like, yeah. you know, I coach so much and after every day I'm coaching, I'm like, man, like, where can I put a helmet and gloves on and, and get some reps in, you know, like, it's just, that's always just been a part of my life. Um, and so w- obviously with, with Beckham, you know, that, that, that money did go towards providing for my family and, and, you know, having the opportunity to play professional lacrosse with a young son, like kind of just gave me that, that motivation, like, you know, I'm going to play for him. Uh, I want to, I want to stay playing until he can like comprehend and remember like coming to games. Um, you know, I, I, I just, that, that'd be a cool experience for me. It, and yeah. I, I, yeah, it would, you know, um, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with that. And Beckham, how old is he right now? Three? He's four. four. Um, just turned four back in October. So you, you had him when you're, you're back in senior year of college. Yeah, it was the fall of my senior year. What was that like, man? Fucking Towson, you guys are, are starting to really come together as a program, and then all of a sudden, you know, dad life kind of kicks in. Uh, wh- what was going through your head? You know, were you were you nervous? Were you excited? Was it something that, you know, you never expected? Kind of, kind of run me through that process for yourself. I think every uh, parent, normal human, kind of gets like, you know, a little jittery about, you know, you, you've just been taking care of yourself and, and your family. And, uh, now you have like a, a very, very small human to take care of, you know, it's not like a pet. It's a, it's a way, you know, deeper, uh, responsibility, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, um, you know, it was a little bit stressful, you know, I, there were obviously conversations, a lot of hard conversations, didn't know if I was going to be able to play, like, you know, didn't know how, how, how it was going to go, you know? Um, but obviously I had like a, a great support system with my family, Katie's family, you know, we're both from the same, same hometown. So there was always a lot of help. Um, and again, that hometown, you know, not far from Towson. So I had a lot of people around me to, to, to help out. Obviously his mother, you know, does a great job. So they all supported me in, in playing. Um, you know, they were all like, this is, you know, why you went to college first to get a degree. So, you know, finish out your senior year academically, but also, you know, lacrosse, that's again, always been a part of my life and a big, you know, big thing to me. So they, they were passionate about, you know, me playing, giving it everything I had. And so that, that was honestly an awesome experience. It was great. Like being in college, I went to class early in the morning, um, you know, two classes every other day or whatever it was. Um, so I'd go to, go to class, take an online class, so I had a lot of free time, you know, in college, pretty much lacrosse is your full-time job. So I'm at the facility for six hours a day, but then I'm, you know, free for the other six, just hanging out with Beckham. Um, and, you know, he was an infant. So a lot of that was, he was just sleeping um, or eating, you know? So it was cool <laughs> though, to have like so much time with a, a newborn baby. Like it just, uh, it, I feel like our connection, you know, has been really, really strong since he was born, kind of like always been there around him. Uh, and that's why I was a little ner- like hesitant, nervous about coming down to Georgia. Cause I, again, I've always been my, all 25 years I've been here. I've been in Maryland around a bunch of family mm-hmm. and sort of like move him. He's been around those grandparents his whole life. Uh, and so for us to come down here was like a huge challenge, but at, at the stage of my life, you know, I was ready to like shake things up, give myself a test. Um, you know, that's kind of how you grow as a person. So I, I couldn't pass up an opportunity like that. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, kind of the support system that you had, what was that like with coach Natalie kind of going to his office and being like, dude, I was so nervous about like telling that. Yeah. Telling the coaching (laughs) staff, um, you know, they had young, young children as well. Um, so like right now, 
you know, Beckham's a couple months older than Coach Gillardi, my offensive coordinator's daughter, his third daughter. So um, I, I think, honestly, how they found out or, uh, you know, rumor mill, um, obviously guys that I played against that season, like my junior season, um, you know, knew, uh, you know, at, you kind of wait until, you know, a certain time um, to tell people, you know, cause there, there could be all kinds of things that happen to the baby. So you don't want to break the news too early, have something tragic happen. Your family's like, Oh my God, you know? Yeah. Um, but like after that happened, I told my roommates um, and then, you know, word travels fast. Um, not saying that they spilled the beans. It was probably uh, one of Katie's friends. Um, mm. But then, you know, that gets out to the lacrosse community. And so I think coach Gillardi heard it uh, like at a recruiting event, some kid came up and was like, yo, oh, is Trent going to play next year? Um, and Gillardi was like, yeah, yeah, why not? And like, oh, <laughs> he's having a kid. And so then coach Gillardi called me and I was like, yeah, I was going to let you guys know, but was waiting and um, didn't want to interrupt the season. Uh, so I, you know, held on to that. And then after the season, you know, they were so supportive of me. Uh, can't thank them enough That's for awesome. just, uh, you know, being, yeah, just being there for me um offering their assistance whenever possible and obviously i relied on them that was a big reason i went to towson was because you know the coaches were so great what about uh your teammates how did they feel about it they were excited as well i mean it, like having a having a child is exciting dude it's awesome like i think not everybody but a lot of people you know want to have a child at some point and mm -hmm. um you know, my time to have one was, was early on in my life and it's been great. Um, you know, I was a psychology major at Towson. So I, I took a lot of early childhood development classes, um, just overall like human development classes and stuff like that. So I, I felt like I was like, you know, ready to, again, another challenge to take on and, um, and, and again, grow from. So I definitely have, uh, big big growth in my life at a young age thanks to him and um you know cherish that always yeah i mean you're in a unique spot like honestly in terms of the lacrosse community to be able to set you know kind of just a standard and and really just be a leader um and represent the community in terms of you know being a dad and someone that takes responsibility for for what's at hand and i think that you set a great you know a great example and you're a role model for the community and, and the way that you kind of bring Beckham around and the way that, you know, you see him after games with you and, and how he acts. It's awesome. It's awesome to see. And I know for you, we, we talked a little bit about it, but you know, did you feel like him kind of coming into your life at that time was important to kind of get you on the right track um, for your life? And, and can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. Again, as roommates, like, you know, we've had these conversations a bunch of times. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially as a senior in college, you know, you're kind of living carefree. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it, it tightened me up and, uh, you know, I'm really thankful for the, the three years prior that I had at Towson because it, you know, made me mentally tough enough to handle that task. And, um, you know, obviously I wasn't alone in handling it, but yeah, I mean, uh, also want to shout out the other, I mean, there's a ton of great dads in the PLL in the lacrosse world, you know, Lyle. Uh, Brody, Stephen Brooks, uh, you know, on the launch, he was one of the guys, he was our captain, you know, and he's yeah. the, the best, honestly, the best captain. Like he just took, took the, the rookies in under his wing, you know, did everything he could to like show you the ropes, you know, help you like handle everything. And, and he and I had, you know, a tighter connection because we were the only two dads on the team. So mm -hmm. we kind of like, you know, had our little dad jokes and stuff like that, just connected deeper. Um, and we're able, like, you know, 
if I'm showing you at a, at a bar or something, you know, you don't want to hear all about, uh, you know, <laughs> what goes on with a, yeah. with a toddler, but like, you know, we could have those conversations. So, um, ton of great dads out there and, uh, yeah, I mean, appreciate the words, but, uh, I think, um, just trying to do, you know, be a, be a good person in general. Um, uh, that's something that, uh, uh, has always been instilled in me, my family. And then again at Towson. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and that that coincided with with Towson kind of going on the up and up, right? Like Beckham comes comes into the world, and Towson's in the Final Four. Like, what what was Dude, that right? Run, run like, like for was, you? He was like an amazing mascot. Um, I remember as like a like a baby shower gift. One of my teammates, Alec Ber- uh, Berkeley, one of our faceoff guys, and uh, I gave Beckham a, a tiger suit, like a, it was like a costume, and it was yeah. way too like we were like dude, this is not for babies. Like this thing is massive. Like he's not gonna be able to wear it for a while. And then by the spring season, my man was wearing it, like grown out of it already. It was wild. Um, but he, you know, he, uh, he stole the show in the stands. Um, I think probably the other teams were a little bit distracted. Like, Oh my gosh, that guy's guy's kids up in the stands. And, and we were able to capitalize on some opportunities while they were, uh, distracted. But, um, yeah, that, dude, it was an awesome time at Towson. We, we got to get better every every single season. And, um, you know, going into that senior year, we were like, wow, our team junior year was, like, really good. Like, how are we going to top that? Like, we just lost mm-hmm. our entire starting defense and goalie. Um, so, like, you know, offensively, we're just going to have to do our thing. And then, you know, Towson, great defensive program, steps up with brand, brand new guys, like no playing experience because the guys before them played – you know, their whole career. Um, and so, you know, we, Towson relies on the defense and, and uh, they got it done that year for us um, to take us. And again, like I said, it was, it was interesting. Cause we were like, dude, like that's probably the farthest we're going to go after our junior year. You know, we were like, dang, that's the farthest we're going to go. Cause we just lose our whole defense. And then, like you said, Beckham comes in and, you know, we get that mojo going and, uh, and we end up in the final four. What was, how far did you guys go junior year? Uh, whatever one step back would be, you know, um, is that quarters? See, yeah. Like I get confused. There was eight teams left. Um, but yeah, that's how kind of my career went. We, we lost in the CAA, uh, semifinals my freshman year. Um, and then we won the conference the the last three. Um, we went one, one game deep in the playoffs. You know, we won an NCAA playoff game my sophomore year, one, two, playoff games my junior year and then you know the third playoff game was that uh or I guess the fourth playoff game was the final four so you're still searching for that first championship I mean yeah I can't get it I don't have any any eligibility I can't get an NCAA but uh you know got one with, with the PLL as far as PLL goes whip snake champion water dogs are you concerned or what are your not concerned but what are your thoughts with the merger obviously a new team coming in um, I don't know what they're going to do for protective rosters. I've not heard anything yet, but I imagine it's probably going to be similar to last year where there's going to be, what was it? 11 guys that were protected last year. 10, 10, Ten guys, 10, Ten plus maybe goalie or, an extra goalie. Yeah. 10 plus goalie. So are, are you concerned or what are your thoughts about the merger and, and kind of potentially be on a new team again? Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's kind of out of my control, you know, like the, I'm a big believer in like every time you step on the field, that's tryout, you know, whether it's a championship game or not, like 
you know, that's the last time somebody's going to see you live to make a decision on the next roster roster spot for you. So, um, you know, what happened this past summer, I'm, uh, you know, that's out there, the tapes out there. Um, and so nothing changes for me. You know, I've, I've already been through this, uh, this whole unprotected protected thing. And um, again, it's no different than my whole career, you know, played, played to half a, a season and a half in the MLL and then new team and then new team again. So um, like I said, you build really close connections with guys and um, it would be a big bummer to, to have to find a new home again um, after being so tight with the water guy, like, you know, three weeks together with a brand new team, our main focus was coming together as a team off the field. Cause again, that's how good teams play on the field. So having three straight weeks of doing that with a group of guys, like obviously I want the opportunity to build on that. Um, but if it doesn't roll that way, like, again, just trying to, I, I can't control it. What I can control is what I do on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. And so, you know, that's how I kind of move forward with things and, um, and I'll see what happens with everything that's coming up here. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know how it's going to shake out. Um, I mean, I mean, there's so many good players, dude, like dude, so many wild. good players. Oh, there's a loaded college draft, but that's like every year. And that's why, you know, it's, it's cool to be a, a part of professional lacrosse because there's a very select few of guys that get the opportunity and, um, you know, one of the main reasons that I think every, all of us are playing is so that in the future, there are more opportunities and, and it's seen and played and, you know, all across the country, like all the time. Yeah. And, and as far as the water dog goes, I know you're obviously, you know, when you're fresh on the team and you're trying to build relationships, those guys off the field, what were the, some of the things that you guys are doing um, to get that tight knit community that, that you guys really needed to, to come together in that short amount of time? Yeah. So, I mean, I brought my Xbox out. Um, I was definitely really rusty with Xbox, but that's kind of how I, you know, bonded with guys in college. You know, me and my roommate would take our, our Xbox to every away trip and guys would just be hanging out in our room. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, I texted Kieran and was like, yo, like, should I bring my Xbox? He was like, yeah, why not? We're going to have so much time in the hotel. Um, and so I did, that's how, you know, again, that just draws guys to, to come play. We played a lot of NHL, um, guys were playing a lot of call of duty. Uh, we played a lot of cards. I'm not a card guy, but I love watching the guys play cards. Um, I just can't understand. Like, all, I, it's just tough for me to like sit down and focus on like all the rules and stuff. Obviously I do from time to time. Um, Snides brought us Boo Ray. I don't, I don't know if you ever yeah. play with that, play that. Yeah. So like Fuck that game, dude, <laughs> dude, no, I love that game. So it's, it's, it's a thrill to be a part of. It's a thrill to watch, like just being around the table, hanging out with guys. So, um, I think we were kind of just doing anything together, you know, eating meals, uh, you know, everything, but, but showering and sleeping, you know, we were, we were with, you know, more than just our roommate. Um, cause again, that's, that's important to a team is, is not just being in little clicks, you know, um, being a part of everybody, everybody there. And you, you mentioned Kieran. and I, I forgot, we were all not that I forgot, but reminded me that we're, we're all yeah. together on the launch. What was that like for you again to kind of, you know, reconnect with him and, and ball out again with him? Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, you know, excited that, that we had that opportunity to play again and, and hope that I can continue to play with him, dude. You know, Kieran's, uh, he's a beast, dude. He, he's an, uh, he's an absolute problem. I think he's probably the most underrated attackman. I don't know why, like, he's not the, like the guy, you know, cause he, he is the guy on the field. Like that's, that's his game. Um, he doesn't get enough, enough press. I feel, 
Um, why you know, why do you think my, that is? Six is my guy. Because he's so quiet. Dude, he'll have like a, a quiet 10 points on you. Like he did that in the launch all the time. He yeah. had like six goals and four assists. And you're like, when? Yeah. He's just so smooth, dude. It's like, it's crazy. But yeah, it was awesome to reconnect with him. Uh, he and I would text all the time anyway. When we I was on the whip stakes, he was on Atlas. Um, just like a, a great guy. You know, he and Brooksy, we talked about Brooksy already. But he and Brooksy were roommates and they were probably like, you know, get this rookie out of my room. Like I was just always hanging out with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I was really, really close with the, both of those guys and, and, you know, they're probably a big reason that I, I continue to play um, just cause you know, that, that rookie year they were asked, you know, you get questions after you graduate college, like everybody wants to know what you're doing. Right. And so, you know, I was, I was playing summer lacrosse um, as my job for the time being, you know, trying to figure out what I'm going to do come this fall once the season ends. And they were like, dude, the, the guys that like have a long playing career, they stick around with lacrosse. So I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll look for a coaching job. Um, and then they were, you know, they also were like, you don't want to, you don't want to find a different job that's going to take you your opportunity away from playing lacrosse while you have the opportunity. Cause once you do that, you're going to want to come back and play. And by then it's going to be too late. You know, there's going to be a whole set of all Americans that are already filled your roster spot. Um, so yeah, I, those two guys kind of taught me the ropes, you know, showed me, um, encouraged me to continue to work and, um, and see where the chips fall, you know, once, uh, once you put that work in. Yeah. Dude, Kieran, I mean, I remember watching Kieran when I was younger, like on YouTube, he, he was yeah. at St. John's and he was lighting Rutgers up. I remember he had like 12 points against Rutgers. <laughs> it was just wild. And then I got to the Florida launch and it was like, oh shit, like, what's up, Kieran? Like, I was like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, I used yeah. to watch your YouTube clips. And um, same thing, dude. Like, I was just like, this guy is so good and no one really knows it. Like, and it right? didn't make any sense. At least in Florida, I could kind of understand it a little bit because we weren't that great of a team in terms of record. So, you know, when you we obviously- We were the year before though. Like, we made it to the final four of the MLL, which you only had to be like a couple teams to get there. But like, I mean, dude, he was his rookie year. He was like the the rookie of the year, offensive mm -hmm. player of the year or something. And like, he just never kind of stalled in production, but like guys, they, they just stopped talking about him. It's crazy. I, I actually predicted because I was in the bubble. I was like, he's going to be top five in, in the league and score. He was up there um, as far as yeah. production goes, but I mean, there's not many better guys on that low lefty wing, bro. Like does that little kind of thing where he catches it kind of moving and then just like awkwardly moves around the guy and then shoots off his hip Dude, and it's it's automatic it's not like i mean he's just a he's a really gifted player um so smooth but like it's not like, foot, like he's not chopping his feet and like just shaking somebody he just like kind of glides right into it gets to his spots and just uh, he hammers the ball um you know going back to what i said earlier about coach coming out to me in the locker room and being like yo i want you to be the quarterback like I obviously, you know, you, in order to play well, you have to have the confidence, like I'm the best player on the field, whether it's my team, the other team, whatever it is. Like, mm -hmm. but I was like, coach, like Kieran is a dog. Like let's get the ball in his stick. Um, and then obviously we relied on that. You know, we came back against Chrome and it was like the Kieran McArdle show in the fourth quarter. Like my guy was just rattling off points, like just wearing guys on his way to the cage and finishing still. Um, it was sick. So yeah, like playing with six is, is dope. What was Copeland's response when you were like, man, like that, that's our guy. We need to make sure that he's being our facilitator. 
Oh, I mean, I didn't say that at the time. Like, this is like afterthought, you know what I'm saying? Afterthought? Yeah, at the time, yeah. I was like, I was like, hell yeah, coach. Like, I'm that dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so the plan was for me and Kieran to be back at X, like the two of us kind of hanging out in those pipes and working together, which yeah. is like right in our wheelhouse. Like, I feel like we have a good connection. Um, obviously, I understand how each other play because we've had experience together. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, you got to share the rock and, and with only five games to kind of figure out, you know, where the ball gets distributed. Um, you know, we were trying to test new things out all the time, like getting the ball in guys' sticks, to, you know, setting up guys for shots. So they're, they're, I don't think there really ever was. And, you know, their stats, uh, Joe, Joe Keegan does stats. Like I think we had the most passes per possession and, uh, you know, assisted opportunities. So there was, the ball was really never in like one guy's stick while we were out there this summer. Um, and that's hard to defend against. That was what the whip snakes tried to get to the first year, you know, stat you were in the locker room at, at training camp. And for the first three weeks, like he was like, if we lead the, the league and assisted goals, like there's, you can't stop that. Like how, how are you going to stop assisted goals consistently? Um, like you can shut down one guy and, and pay attention to one guy if he's the main production, but if you're sharing the ball and, and, you know, scoring off the pass, like that's tough to defend. Um, so I think, you know, we're going in the right direction with the water dogs and how we're playing. And, but again, you just need more time to, to figure it out as a team. And especially when the teams that we were playing against had at least a core group of 10 that like had the team's identity, you know, had that culture in the locker room and they just had to, you know, fill in those last couple of pieces. Yeah. And having that time, you know, off the field as well to, to be able to commit yourself to the things you're talking about, right. When you're able to reframe coming back off the season, be able to focus more you know, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's getting those workouts in on the field. And I know for you as a guy that's doing full-time stuff, you know, what's that look like for you when you graduated? I know you were working a little bit at McDaniel College uh, out in Maryland. I know now you're coaching um, down in Georgia. What's kind of that, that process been like for you to, to really make lacrosse full-time? Uh, just just maximizing the time that I do have. You know, I think you, you make time for whatever's important for you. And, you know, obviously Beckham is, gets the, the majority of my time or, you know, I, I at least a lot, a majority of my time with him, um, with coaching, you know, coaching is just an awesome way for me to have my stick in my hands, try to continue to grow as a player, you know, coaching, it, you have to, you know, you just learn so much about the game and you see it from a different level when you're like directing the operation, you know? Um, and so being a coach has, has helped me as a player being a box coach. Like I said earlier in the call was, I was up in Ohio coaching box all weekend and I never got the opportunity to play box growing up. It was always just like indoor lacrosse, which was fast break lacrosse basically. Um, and so just by coaching box lacrosse two years ago, I started coaching and I feel like I've gotten to be a better player. Um, obviously I can't rely on just my time spent coaching on the field to, to be a professional athlete. <laughs> Um, so the way I think about it, you know, like it's a weird dynamic going from college to professional game. Cause in college you spend every day practicing. Right. Um, and it's like, it's like the best competition that you're going to get around, you know, um, every single day. So when you go to professional, you get one practice a week with your team. And then outside of that, you got to figure it out on your own. Right. Um, and so going into the PLL season, again, we talk about seeing such a loaded roster, you know, you had, you you expect that though, like every, every team's going to be loaded, but you're like, you know, and there's going to be college guys coming out. And I know that all of those guys, you know, a lot of the professional guys are playing box. A lot of the um, college guys that are ready to come into the, the league after their spring season, they're all playing every day. So what do you have to do? You got to play every day. 
Um, and so that off season, and again, last off season, I tried to get out to shoot every day. Um, and then, you know, obviously mix in lifting and conditioning, you know, agility work. I feel like I, I've always been the type of player to, like, I never had to run during the summer and then I come back and pass the run test. Right. Um, so I feel like I'm always like on the move doing stuff that, mm-hmm. uh, obviously you had to get, you had to work to get in shape, but, um, you know, whenever I coach, I use my, the, you know, the, the times before and after coaching to kind of get that work in, you know, when I was coaching at McDaniel, I would stay after every practice and I would grab a couple guys and we'd get some really solid work in together. Um, I did that. I don't want to just shout out McDaniel, you know, love McDaniel, but started my coaching career at your college, um, up in Pennsylvania. And I appreciate that, that, uh, you know, experience that was awesome to be, you know, just out of college and then go to such an awesome, awesome program, coach Childs, shout out to coach Childs and, and the rest of that coaching staff we had, um, great group to learn like the coaching, you know, the coaching scene, um, from, and so, but I, I would, you know, always, like I said, always use that time around the field to, to get my work in, whether it was an hour or sometimes, you know, I could only squeeze in 20 minutes, but making sure that that was like the most purposeful 20 minutes I had on a field in my life. Um, you know, that's kind of how I train. As far as those two schools you, you coached at, how have those experiences kind of helped influence you as a player on the field now, being able to be on the other side of the ball and, and kind of be able to observe the game um, more from that coach's perspective? Yes. Yeah, so I think lacrosse is awesome because, you know, every player kind of has their own identity and, you know, has their own kind of style, right? We talked about you and I are kind of like the similar players, but uh, if you break it, you can get in deep to it and like figure out, you know, what makes us really different at the same mm-hmm. time. And so being able to like see guys that have something that I don't necessarily have, like whatever, it, whatever it may be, like the certain way that they lead up into their dodge or, and you try to like help them get better at that. Um, you know, then I, again, I use a lot of the time after practices to get my own work in. So I'm like, all right, I just helped this kid like figure out how, how he can get better. So let me give that a shot. And again, that, that kind of helps me kind of be that like last puzzle piece on a team, you know, uh, figuring out where I can make a play, you know, cause the, everybody's so talented, you know, you're going to have to capitalize on the opportunity opportunities that guys set up for you. And so by being able to work on different, uh, you know, parts of your game and, and new parts to the game, uh, you know, help you become an overall player and kind of fit in wherever you're needed. It was cool. Also like at McDaniel, it's a very small school. It was in my hometown. Um, I grew up, you know, practicing on that field by myself all the time. It was, it's like the only turf field in my County. Um, everything's like really choppy, muddy Carol grass County, everywhere baby. else. Yes, sir. Um, so I use that field all the time to shoot on. And, um, you know, leading into the PLL season, I'm like, man, I need that turf field all the time whenever I can get it. So the best way to do that is ask to if, ask if I can coach. <laughs> um, so that, that's kind of how I ended up at McDaniel. And it, it was awesome to be able to, to have that facility to, to use every day um, and, and get that work in with those guys. Um, and just like all kinds of different offenses that, that people use other other teams you know i have to i have to get our defense help get our defense you know they kind of used me as like an offensive mind right so um you know i would watch the other team's offense and help our defense prepare for that while also like getting our offense dialed into what we've been working on um so to have that opportunity again to see just like all kinds of different styles of of how to play the game where to shift guys at certain times and and again different styles of play that you can all kind of try to be as adaptable as possible to 
And one thing you mentioned about the development side of it and kind of being able to work with those guys and seeing what they do well, that's low-key something I feel like a lot of younger players and, and maybe even older guys just don't take advantage of. It's just like observing someone else that does something really well and being like, yeah, like I'll just take that real quick and figure out if that works. For me. And that's <laughs> Dude, like, to the bag, right? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't care who you are. Like if you do something nice, like I remember um, there was one kid, uh, Henry Blinn that played at Harvard. He was in my class. He used to do this little thing, like running into his Dodge. That was kind of like a little pitter patter thing. And I never yeah. understood what it was. And I started to kind of like just work through it a little bit myself. And I was like, holy shit, this works. Feels like, good to, yeah, yeah. yeah, it feels, I'm like, whatever. Like if someone else does it, like, and it works, why not? You know? Yeah, dude. I mean, so now you're, you're working with Deemer a lot. And I think you guys are doing an awesome job with everything that you're doing. Appreciate um, that. And yeah, absolutely. Growing the game. You know, I'm a huge fan of everything that you guys are doing. Um, and so, you know, you guys get it at the same, like you guys are coaching on the field. I'm coaching on the field all the time, like seeing players do that. But I can't remember if it was, if it was one of Deemer's videos or Martin Bowes. You remember Marty was on our launch team. Yeah. Um, so like, it was one of them that was like, you have to emulate before, or, you know, I think that's the, the right one I'm looking for. Right. But you gotta like, you gotta emulate somebody else before you can kind of make it your own. You know, you gotta watch mm -hmm. somebody do something. And like, that's how you, that's how a lot of us learn, right. In school, you're doing something the teacher shows you what to do and then you go and work on it. And then it, it either becomes a skill that you continue to work on or, you know, you just, you know, at least have some kind of basic understanding of it. And so the, you know, I think being a student of the game, that's, it's used a lot, but again, I don't know if young players are actually students of the game because they, they want to be their own player, but like every player is different in their own way. And so you got to like, you know, look around, shop around and, and help yourself out by like paying attention to even kids that they're their own age, like at practices, like any kid out there listening right now, like at your practices, watch your play, like watch the, your teammates and one, get excited for them whenever they do something awesome. Um, be a good teammate in that way, bring positive energy. But like when they do something good, be like, all right, like I'm going to stay at the practice. I'm going to, I'm going to do that exact thing mm -hmm. until I feel like it's going to work in a game. Especially. You said you watched Kieran a lot. I watched Rob Pinnell and I would just watch Rob Pinnell and Mikey Powell highlights on YouTube. Just like watch, rewind, slow-mo, watch, rewind, like just that. And then I'd go out in the backyard and just mm -hmm. try to imagine myself in that same video clip doing the same thing. Um, and you do that enough and and eventually you're comfortable with a move that that's kind of like your go-to. And that was the question mark because of Rob and, and Mikey. I used the question mark my entire high school and, and early college career until I realized that, you know, people are going to stop your go-to. You got to find something else too. Fun fact, I've never scored a question mark goal in my entire career. I just really? I feel did. like that's X attack when like you just have to go to it sometimes. Dude, I just never really, I would always be like, all right, if I'm going to go top side and kind of get to that point, I'm just going to keep going lefty, right? Like I just turn the corner lefty and shoot around him. Yeah, otherwise yeah. I'm just going to like inside roll. You know, I just never. Well, yeah, and also you and Deemer are big on like term and stuff, right? What do you? It's like the uh, like down the alley it's, roll or something. It's not, give me a, yeah, it's, give me it's not. Here. It's not a question. Like question marks are hard, dude. Like it's not something where you could just watch like Rob or like or yourself on film and just be like, yeah, like I'm gonna watch this and and just start question marking. But yeah. when you do, I I don't know the exact terminology for it. Deemer's locked in on it. But it's it's getting to the island and rolling into a shot as opposed to getting to the island, getting in and then going to the jump shot. It's more of like yeah. what, what Dylan does. 
the bet he's the best at it. He gets into Malloy, gets into the guy, uses his body, and he shifts his hands to the outside of his stick, like outside his body, like before yeah. he fully turns. So then as he turns, he's already into a shot. Well, yeah, dude, he just like makes contact at the island and like switches his stick like as the guy's falling over. Yes. Um, and but he's still like looking, yeah, like, like he's still facing the guy, and then he hits him and it switches his hands and then he rolls to his stick, and then it's already off. Yeah, it's so intricate there that the difference between that move that that you guys have and uh, and the question mark. Like, I, I've definitely seen like one of your uh, videos talking about the move, and I'm still you got to keep it simple for a lot of kids. That's a question mark. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't disagree with you. I just never been able to fully pull it off. I'll go to the island so on you, drive. You've had one of those, right? Like you've scored one of those, or. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you just get yeah, into the guy yeah. and you roll. Well, getting because yeah, yeah. dude, you go to do the question mark, and sometimes when you go to jump, the defenseman just gets his V hold. But that's back the thing. Over. So when I, I I was, I always thought that was a question mark, right? That's like the highlight yeah. question mark. But when we were at Towson, like our coach, was like don't jump. Like why are you why are you jumping? Because um, like, in, especially me, you know, I'm a I'm a real skinny guy. So like, I'm when I lean into guys, like they're not falling over like they do when Malloy makes contact. Yeah. Um, so it was like get a bump, but then like keep your feet moving because if you jump, they just have to push your hip and you're folded. So, um, yeah, maybe I haven't scored a question mark either, dude. I'm all that that island rollback. <laughs> you got to bring it's back like, uh, the, the the rep of the day. That's what I miss. I know, dude. So I I uh, I mean, I was still out there getting those shots up last year. I just wasn't. That was a grind for me to do. I'm not a media I can't guy. Only imagine, right? dude. So, I can only imagine. Like the way that started, I, uh, you know, I was just like the PLL is coming up. Like, again, we, we already talked, talked about it. Like everybody else, NLL guys, college guys, they're playing every day. So I'm going to play every day. Um, and so like the first couple of days of January, I was like posting like, hot, like, I guess, nice reps. Right. Um, yeah. One as a coach, like I wanted kids to see that. Right. Deemer does a lot of that. Like he's got a lot of, content like lacrosse content that is helpful to younger players mm -hmm. and so that's what i was trying to do with it right just send out a, a good rep and then uh you know obviously a lot of those reps took place in mcdaniel so like on a day if i didn't post something like they're they're all hounding me about it they're like yo where's the rotd <laughs> yeah i'm like all right fine then i'll like i'll like keep up with it every day if i'm gonna get hounded with it like i don't care it was it was fun to do like you know i was just posting stories of like i had a gopro leave the GoPro up and just go out, get after it. Um, and then afterwards, you know, that was, I wanted to do that. I went out and purchased the the GoPro so that I could coach myself. Um, you know, I'm coaching all these kids. Right. And so I never really saw myself doing what I'm teaching these kids. And, you know, the first time I did it, I was like, Oh my gosh, like these kids see what I'm doing right now. Like they'd be like, coach, listen to yourself. So it was really cool to have, you know, be able to get reps and then, watch myself and be like, all right, what's, what's going on here that I can get better, like be more efficient with or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, then that just evolved into me being a, a story hound, right. I was just like downloading clips every day and putting it, put a song on it. And, uh, it was fun, but it took a lot of time, dude. I was, I remember putting back into bed a lot of nights and guys in the McDaniel team are up texting me like, yo, it's getting close to midnight and you haven't gotten anything up. <laughs> um, so I scramble, find a, find a play and throw it up, you know, uh, but it was a pretty time consuming now, nowadays I value sleep more than putting up a story. I feel that. Well, 2021, we got to get more reps of the day. And then are you bringing the flow back? That's the real question. I know that's what all the young guys want to hear. I know I get that ass all the time. And 
I mean, I, I was ready to commit to the short hair game. The only, the only I, I don't like having to like get a haircut every month, you know, like mm -hmm. there comes a time when you, when you commit to the short hair game, like it Here gets right unclean, right? It, it just gets unclean and you got to get yeah. it touched up. So, um, you know, obviously quarantine happened. I wasn't getting a haircut then. And then, um, yeah, I, I get asked it all the time, right? I was on the LSN last year. They asked me it like, and then last year I cut it after the season. Um, I just like, don't enjoy, like, I don't, I don't like going to get a haircut. Cause again, you got to like, shape it up all the time. Um, so I just let it go. And, uh, it's definitely not going to get as long as I had it my senior year. Uh, you know, I got to a point where, like we went to Ireland after my, after my senior year, our team was a sick trip, sick experience. Again, like lacrosse take opens doors like that for you. It's, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Um, but I was like dead set on getting a Euro cut over in, like, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go to like this sick Irish barbershop and just like have them shave this long hair into like the highest and tightest fade possible. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I was like, well, my hair is like, you know, an inch and a half away from being donated. And a couple of guys on my team had done that before. Um, Nick Gorman always had like super long hair and donated it. So I was like, all right, um, you know, I'm just going to keep growing it out until I can donate it. And nowadays, like looking back on pictures, I was like, oh my gosh, that is so gross. Like that. So long, <laughs> dude. Uh, dude, I, I feel you on that. It's, it's maybe tough. so many times. I'd be sitting like at a restaurant and like the waiter waitress like is coming over and say, like, all right, what can I get you ladies? Like when I'm out with Katie and it's like, uh, yeah, it's, I, I guess I didn't have broad enough shoulders, you know, skinny dude, skinny boy problems. I'm there with you. And when I was younger, the, uh, I used to get that all the time when I was, uh, I had long hair, yeah, like real you had long, long like hair years. back in the day yeah. too. Yeah. And dude, it used to piss <laughs> me off so much when someone would be like, Oh, like they would just like mistake me for a girl. And I would just be yeah. like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, so I just, uh, I cut my shit after that, after a while of getting that too much. And I was like, yeah. See, it. I'm like now, accustomed to all the sunshine jokes. Like, like people call you sunshine. Oh, sunshine. It's like, oh my gosh, that uh. is, that's so creative. And like, I haven't heard that before. <laughs> yeah. dude, <laughs> That might stick now though. I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Um, no, people have tried it, dude. It doesn't stick. It's like the, the sunshine <laughs> is its own guy. Like you can't just give that to somebody else with long hair. That's an all time, all time movie right there. We need some, <laughs> yeah, we need some more remember the Titans in uh, 2021. Oh, for sure. Um, all right, man. Well, that's all I got for you, bro. This is dope. It absolutely was. Um, reminded me, uh, you know, obviously a lot of things have been virtual nowadays, but it reminded me of just us just like kicking it in the hotel room, man. It's nothing better than that. I miss those days. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll end up on the same squad again sometime soon here. Yeah, who knows? Like maybe next summer the ninth team comes out. They get Jules, Drenner, and Six out there <laughs> together, dude. It'd be a problem. That dude, that was that I'm telling you, that was a lit groove attack we had back in uh in Florida. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't forget Dylan. We talked about Dylan. I can't leave him out of that. But like there's only three attack on the field at a time. So we could get a rotation, yeah. right? Like I we were rotating with the whip snakes. I didn't mind that. No, I didn't mind the rotation either. And I don't mind running out of the box either. It's just, you know, you just got to find your, uh, your space. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, go, go ahead. No, I didn't really have a thought on it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, um, say, say what's up to Terry for me down in, uh, in Georgia. Have you been able to see him yet? Dude, no. And that's what I was thinking, like leading up when you FaceTimed me earlier. And I was about to be like, dude, the one thing that like, isn't going great in Georgia that I haven't 
haven't met your brother yet. And uh, we've been at the same venues before, but like just never crossed paths, I guess. He's a bum. Dude, isn't that crazy? It, like I would post a story of like our team or whatever after their their tournament. And he'd be like, yo, like I was there. And I, I think that happened twice. Um, so yeah, we had to get together, dude. Yeah, I, uh, Mike, if you're listening, you got to get the boys together. Get Beckham with uh, Jackson and Chase and, and Maverick so the boys can. Uh, oh, boys absolutely. Can yeah, absolutely. That's, a, that's a lit group right there. Dude, I know. We, we've talked about it before, too. We got a <laughs> Newtown Park. Is this Beckham's favorite park? Dude, we go all the time. Meet him up there. Crush the playground. I'm going to tell him when, uh, when we're off here. All right, yo. I will, uh, I'll let you go. I appreciate it, brother. Good catching up, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of Unbuckled. Like always, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. You can go follow Drenner on Instagram at Ryan Drenner and on Twitter at Chef Boyardee. And I will catch you guys next week. Mm.